Welcome, welcome, welcome back, you guys, to AG University Podcast. It is I, Anna Grace Newell, your professor speaking. And today, you can catch me on YouTube always. I am... (laughs) I'm at my parents' river house, which is in Cherokee Village in Arkansas. Very, very, very small town. Probably haven't heard of it. Maybe you have. I don't know. My family is from Arkansas originally, if you guys did not know that about me. So anyways, I'm like sitting. There's really no lighting in this river house. I just have like my little light. And if you see me on YouTube, it looks like I'm sitting in a dark room right now. I'm actually not. It's just a little rainy out, but it's kind of cozy for recording. I actually kind of like this weather, but I feel so immersed in nature right now. It's incredible. Like this is the type of off the beaten course place where you can see every single star at night. You know what I mean? Like there's no light pollution. I don't even really think there's 5G out here. Thankfully, I just have some really good Wi-Fi because I am in the middle of the woods and there is a spring river that we are going to be floating down today. You guys know I'm I'm a true cancer through and through. I love my water. So I'm going to be headed out to float in some water and get my chakras cleared. That's what I always say. Anytime I'm in the ocean, I'm always clearing my chakras, clearing my body. It's the fastest way to reset if you can get into water in nature. Fun fact, if you didn't know that. Anyways, last week I was talking to Austin and I was like, do you ever just feel like called to a location? (laughs) Like really called? And he was looking at me and he's like, "Mm, not necessarily, but please elaborate. And I was like, I don't know. I've just been thinking about my parents' cabin. And for me, when I say I'm being called to a place, maybe this will resonate with someone. And it's not like, oh, I want to go on a vacation. It's not really like that. It's like, no, I start to like think about this place or like for me, I'll like dream about it or I'll randomly just start to like have visions of being in a certain location. And it could be like a park. I mean, it doesn't always have to be somewhere like crazy. And my parents' river house has been that way. I knew I was coming back for my niece's baptism and I'm her godmother. So I was a part of the baptismal process and uh, my family is Catholic. If you guys did not know that, I was raised Catholic. Mostly identify now as like more of like a non-denominational Christian, but I still honor and respect my Catholic roots. So any fellow Catholics out there, whoop, whoop. So I knew I was gonna be home for the baptism and I told my parents, I'm like, I just really want to go to Cherokee village and stay in the river house and just be in nature. I've just been craving it. It sounds so good. And so one, if you ever feel like you're thinking of a place, I firmly believe to just every ounce of my being that our bodies are called to certain locations on this planet, because if you did not know this, Each part of just, I don't know, geographically, if you were to break down our planet, there are activation portals that are located everywhere. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of people in Sedona saying like there's vortexes, there's like this different energy that they carry. And it's actually really important that we follow those callings because when our body aligns with these energy, it's just like a new energy of a new location. I mean, you guys know this when you move into a new house, things change. Like you just feel different in your environment. Even if you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Trust me on this. Because when we travel to different locations, it actually activates new energy, kind of awakens energy inside of us so that we can shed some of our old self, old identity. That's why travel is a really, really big part of my um, kind of makeup, my pillars. It's what I crave. It's, It's where I get inspiration. And I think travel is really good for everyone to prioritize at some point in their life. I know we all have things that we need to do 
But like I said, it could be walking to the park. It could be driving an hour away. I'm, I'm in Arkansas right now. It's not like I'm like, I feel called to Bora Bora, which I do feel that calling, but you know what I mean? Like you can find some really beautiful places in nature that are simple and quiet and peaceful. And I just wanted to share with you guys that story. Like I just felt so called to be here. So when we were turning on the street, I looked up and Austin lately has really been into reading books all about Zen culture and like Zen meditations and where it actually originated and started like from a cultural perspective. And he was talking, he was telling me the story the other day about how you know, Buddha would always carry the the lotus flower. And when we turned on the street for the river house, I haven't been here in over two years and I couldn't even really remember the street name. I looked and guess what the street name was called? Lotus Lane, which the lotus flower is just a very, very symbolic for purity, for peacefulness, for everything that I feel like I was so excited to get out here and just like breathe this fresh air and just feel so good. And I just thought that Lotus Lane was such a wink from the universe that, you know, I was exactly where I was meant to be and following my calling was exactly what I needed in this moment to record this specific podcast. And I do feel like this specific podcast needed to be here outside of sometimes the craziness of my home, just because we have a lot of people coming in and out. I told you, you know, we have neighborhood kids and Zane and Austin works from home and you know, all the things, but this I am in a, I'm in a little room all by myself and I'm just staring out at a beautiful wooded forest. So lush, so green. And this is a story that I have not shared in full ever. It is powerful. And I also want to just go ahead and issue just to be, you know, extra PC, politically correct. I don't know if that's the right terminology for this, but I do want to issue a trigger warning for anyone who maybe is in a really bad place with food or their relationship to their body right now, because I am going to be sharing my story of disordered eating and how I overcame it and really my journey with all things food, body, coming home to my body, learning to love my body, learning to trust my body and ultimately reconnecting myself so deeply with my intuition that I truly feel free to live a life that I've always wanted to live and a life that was unfortunately really for 10 years of my life taken away from me. So I want to issue that trigger warning that if maybe you're in a place right now where you don't want to hear that, maybe let's come back to another episode. Most, almost all of my episodes are going to be positive and motivational. And this one is too. I wanted to issue that warning just, just to be super, super duper safe um, because I never want to upset anyone. My intention with this podcast, even this talking about disordered eating and things that maybe aren't so pretty is to help. So use your discernment. And, but with that being said, this is not like, I'm not here to like dump my scariest, most fucked up thought on you guys right now. Like I'm not doing that. Like this is, this is gentle information, but I just kind of want you guys to know my background and basically why I feel credible to speak to this information and what helped me going forward. And if you are like, I don't struggle with food or my body can't relate, whatever. This is ultimately not really about food or body. It's actually about connecting your relationship with yourself, deep connection to self-love and, and connecting intuition. 
So if you're like, I could, you know, strengthen my relationship with myself, my body, intuition, food, all the things, then stick around. And like I said, I am going to, I'm going to be gentle on the the disordered eating parts, but I just want to let you guys know, because I do think these can be universal issues, thoughts, situations that other people have experienced. And there's a couple things, obviously my biggest calling is to help people connect with their intuition, but food has been a topic that I've been called to very, very specifically in my Akashic records. I shared this in the first episode where I talk about my near-death experience, episode one. If you guys haven't listened, I definitely recommend checking that out. But this was a part of, I mentioned, there is a book that I am to bring into this world, and it's to help free people from basically this mental entrapment that we as human beings put ourselves in. And I can't tell you guys any more than that. And you're not going to be able to really even guess when the book comes out, you're going to be like, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Um, But Food is a big topic that I am here to help people with. So, um, you know, just hear me out. Open ears, open hearts. I love you guys so much. And if you're struggling with this, just know I'm giving you a huge hug right now through this microphone and this podcast. You are exactly where you're meant to be. Okay. So I struggled with my body image and self image for as long as I can remember. When I woke up this morning, I really took notes on this because I feel there's a lot of information that I could speak to here and I wanted to keep it as concise as possible, but also I keep a little bit of open room for just a stream of consciousness to flow through me. So And I was sitting here writing. I'm like, I remember having thoughts of being self-conscious. That's probably what it started for me, being self-conscious as early as second grade. I don't know. I mean, I think eight is the first age that I can remember. And here's the thing about me that like, now that I'm on the mic recording, it makes me want to cry because I was the cutest fucking kid ever. Like I was like so short. I was so small. And this little blonde bob, I was, okay, here's the thing. I was never overweight. I really wasn't like, an obese child or anything like that. But I was just very kind of chubby. I was just like, but I was, you know what the word is? Jolly. I was like a jolly little ball. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, you were so cute. And just like this little ball of sunshine. And I was so, you know, I think early on people would make comments to me, like call me chubby. I hate that fucking word chubby. Like why do people think that's okay to say someone when I, I get like defensive of my inner child of my younger version of self. I'm like, no, you were so cute. But, um, you know, people said things to me like, oh, you know, you're chubby or I was very short. So I was just kind of this little tiny <laughs> little ball. And, and I remember too, people always saying like, oh, you have like chubby little cheeks. Like, oh, that's so cute. And I just remember being like, self-conscious that people were saying these things to me. And before that, I was born with this innate sense of confidence that was so unshakable. And I just thought I was, I thought I was the greatest at everything. My mom would be like, you would always say, you know, I'm the best soccer player on the team. Spoiler alert. I wasn't, I wasn't even the second, third, fourth, fifth best. I was just, I was just confident, man. I just came into this world confident. And so it makes me sad knowing that I unfortunately just fell victim to people making comments about my appearance at a super young age that mixed in with my family, my mom, who I'm not on here to shame anybody in my life, any of my caregivers, anyone at all. But my mom, I think had this exact same experience that I had. So there was times where she was trying to help, but maybe 
I don't know if it was helpful. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to speak kindly, but essentially my mom had struggled with her weight, with loving herself, her body image, her whole entire life. So she was always on a diet. Everyone in my family was on a diet. Mom has 10 brothers and sisters. I feel like basically all of them struggled with their weight. And like I said, no one was like morbidly overweight or obese or it wasn't like a that extreme, but it was like all of them were always trying to lose like 20 pounds, you know? So I just grew up very, very, very you know, my sister saw my mom dieting, then, you know, she would be on a diet. Like there was just very, very heavy nineties. I mean, who here was victimized by the freaking diet culture of the nineties was like everything South beach diet, Atkins diet. It was everywhere. And if it wasn't in your family, it was in the media. It was around you. It was just very, very present. So the moment that people started to tease me or ridicule me, whenever I would go to my mom, she would say things like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like I'll come home from work and we can go on a walk. Like I know she was trying to help and she was only trying to console me. Oh, this is gonna be kind of like a hard podcast for me to talk on. I'm already kind of crying a little bit, but um, I think that it, it instilled this, like she was almost agreeing with them or that I wasn't good enough. Ooh, sorry. I didn't actually think I was going to cry doing this. <laughs> And so that was probably the memories that I have from second to fifth grade. So unfortunately, I had a very rocky foundation with myself, my body, not feeling good enough, really not really having any like positive influences around me. You know, not that I needed people to tell me I looked great, but it was just I didn't have anyone that had a healthy relationship with their body or food in my childhood unfortunately. And I don't know if that was the case for everyone. I don't know if it was just the generation we grew up in. But like I said, like I have so much love in my family and I'm not trying to like put anyone down, but it was just, you know, in some ways it was just what we all did. And so it was normal for that to be taught to me. So I remember, you know, I was on the swim team. This was like my early kind of middle school. I was on the swim team. And I remember like going to GNC and getting like Atkins diet things like snacks. I don't even know. My mindset was like, oh, if I buy these diet foods and eat these diet foods and I'll look a certain way, which I'm sure is exactly what mass marketing and media wanted us to believe. But now looking back, I'm like, God, that is so silly. But I had no idea. And I was just doing whatever I thought was best for me at the time. So that was like when I started being teased early middle school, then going into like seventh and eighth grade, I was on the swim team and I was super active in sports. And I always really liked sports. I always liked being a part of a team. I had a lot of fun and I actually started to get in really good shape kind of naturally because I was just a part of all these sports and things. So by the time I got into you know, eighth grade and ninth grade, like, oh, I was getting my braces off. I was like kind of just naturally in shape. I, that was like my glow up era. That was when I started getting attention from boys. I had really big boobs at a super young age too. Like I had a D like my freshman year of high school. And I was a younger, like I was 14 going into high school. Like I was that person that had the birthday in July. That was the youngest. You guys know what I mean? I kind of had a moment where I had a glow up and I was like, okay, I was getting a lot of attention. I was feeling more confident and, you know, I, you know, started having boyfriends, got my first kiss, da, 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 you know, all the things. And I was feeling really good about myself. That was my freshman year being on the cheer team. And I was really praised a lot for how I looked. And towards the end of my freshman year was when I was struggling with school and grades. And the guidance counselor told my parents, you know, Anna Grace, everyone loves her. She's super great, but like, she's really disruptive. And I was always the girl that was talking or making a joke, or it was just very hard for me to sit still, which now I attest that to, I just have a unique human design profile. Okay. I was never really meant to sit 
in the traditional schooling system, but I was in the strictest Catholic school, all girls school ever. And it was just very, very difficult for me. So the guidance counselor tells my parents, you know, I think that you should put her on Adderall or, you know, some type of something. And I was a smart kid. I just didn't, I just, I honestly, it was like, I was bored with everything they were doing there. I just couldn't be bothered. (laughs) So my parents just being, wanting me to succeed and being good parents that they are said, okay, yeah, they listened to the guidance counselor, took me to the doctor, took me to a series of tests. I had a couple of like issues too that were like a apparently I had like an auditory processing problem. I just think that I honestly just didn't want to listen to what anyone was saying. I think I was just in la la land. I talk about that a lot. Now that I know I am intuitive and medium and all the things that is a part of what makes me so good at my job. So it's funny looking back because I had never needed to be medicated. I think I was just maybe different than other people. I don't know, whatever it happened. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. I got to tell it. So I get prescribed off the bat after they, you know, I take some, you know, they, you do, they do these like tests. I don't know. They like observe you, you take some tests. I don't know how, I really can't remember how they decide on the dosing, but they're like, Ooh, she needs a lot. (laughs) So I started off taking 50 milligrams of Vyvanse. Just, that was my start. Okay. That's a lot. I don't, I mean, and I know there are people that still take Adderall and Vyvanse. I'm not knocking it. I just really never feel like I needed it. Whatever. I started off taking a lot. And here's the, here's the spoiler alert. I only got prescribed more as time went on. So really teeing myself up for that near-death experience perfectly. So by the end of my, this was like my sophomore year, I'd been taking a lot of Vyvanse. And I think, I think I got prescribed at the end of my freshman year. So like 14 to 15 range. The dates start getting kind of blurry, but I know it was around then. I'm prescribed all of this medication. And, you know, the first thing it does is it completely takes away your appetite. I mean, it's like doing a line of cocaine every day before school and just being yeeted. I was yeeted. I was also small. You guys, I, I'm still like five, three. I was, I don't know. It was just a lot of medicine. I was a little bitty bot then. I remember I was cheering competitively. I did gymnastics. I was very athletic. I did a lot of different things. I played lacrosse, but I remember one time walking into my cheer team and my cheer coach was like, oh my gosh, Anna Grace, you look so skinny. You look so good. And that was like right when I started taking that Vyvanse and like having no appetite and like not eating and like my grades were doing better. And you know, my parents were happy because I was making all A's and everyone was like, yeah. So I was being like very encouraged on this journey. And I remembered like that was when like a flip switched in my head, like especially being I was a competitive cheerleader and I cheered co-ed. So I was always the top girl, the one that everyone was lifting. And like, you always, I always wanted to be the best top girl. And like the one, like you don't want to be like the the slow, heavy top girl. Like, you know, so there was a lot of pressure with the cheerleading. Of course I had, I had coaches that were like, wait, would weigh us in. Like I talk about like the most toxic experiences around like weight as a high school girl. I had them all. So I was weighed in. I was the top girl. It was, I was praised for being skinny. And we all were like my whole cheer team. Like we all were like, everyone was taking diet pills or like smoking cigarettes or doing all kinds of things. And also we were just kind of like a wild bunch of people, but it was very accepted amongst all of us to do whatever it takes to just like look our best, AKA just be the thinnest version of ourselves. And I remember just doing all of the things like body checking myself constantly, making sure my starving was working, making sure that I still looked thin. I mean, I was, I was tiny. Like I was just, I had really no body fat at all. And I was obsessed with being skinny. I, I really was like, I was so praised for it. I put such high value on my appearance. I I just, everything about it, like I loved it. I loved the attention that I got from boys. Like I was, 
I was, you know, on homecoming court, like all the things I, I got all the attention, but I was on the inside. That was the beginning of a very, very, very dark mental place that I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had no idea how dangerous this medication was that I was taking. And the fact that I was really just, ta- and I was taking it all the time, just, I don't know. I, I just never really felt like I had a healthy grip on it because to me, it was like this cheat code that I could just take it and like, I don't have to eat and I, I'm going to look the best on the cheer team, blah, 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 you know, ugh. Okay. So that was my high school. Other than that, I had a good high school. I loved fashion. I was best dressed. Yay. I did all the things that basically are still who I am today. And I had friends, but I just, I definitely felt like it took a lot of my personality away being on all this medication and worrying about the food obsessions. And I hit it very well. I don't really know if people knew, maybe they did, but I never went to lunch. I never ate. Like I was just very proud that I didn't need to eat or, you know, look a certain way. College is when things really started to fucking fall apart. So I had been in that cycle and, you know, going into college, that's when, you know, everything, your, your day-to-day life is very different and you aren't at home. You're not as structured and your classes are kind of all over the place. And I ended up getting prescribed at this point, I think I'm taking like 60 milligrams of Vyvanse and I had another prescription of 60s, like 230 of Adderall, like two shorts a day. It's just crazy. Literally insane. That's how much Adderall I was taking. And and for some reason, I just let everyone convince me that I needed that to, to function. That was like part of the limiting belief that I had created that like the doctors told me I would never be successful. I had such bad ADD, ADHD that I needed this, da, 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 da. So I'm in college and that's really when I had, you know, been so praised and looked so good all through high school and college, it just quit working. And that was a combination of being a lot more all over the place. Like I was drinking and partying and going out. And then I didn't take any medication on the weekend. So then on the weekend I would be starving, of course, like my body was like, feed me. So then like, I would be like hungover, which I would say I was just hungover. But to me, it was just like basically an excuse to just gorge on foods. That was kind of when my like really starving and binging started was college. And I feel like for the longest time, I always had a lot of shame around the word binge. Like I would be like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I don't want people to know. But I'm like, now that I know the, even the neuroscience, just like the actual psychology behind it, like my body was starving for years. You guys, like this was like year six, like at some point, I mean, I just don't even know how I thought. And I would, I mean, I would starve during the week. I would run six miles. I mean, I was doing the most, I was also cracked out, but that's when it really, the system wasn't working. I was not looking good. I was looking, I was just like very inflamed. I was very unhappy. I had no faith. I had no, like, keep in mind, I I say this very openly before I had my out of body near death experience that I was an atheist college was when I remember taking like some type of like world history and learning about the amount of people that died and like the religious crusades over fighting over the same text. And I was like, so infuriated by it all. I'm like, why are we all fighting over this religion? Like, this is so crazy. Like, I just remembered being like, so anti everything because I felt like, I think I just saw how much like division and hate it caused back in like the older times. And I was just so not about it anyway. So I just think that even that added to these feelings of lost. And I went to University of Arkansas. I forgot to say that on here. I followed my sister there and my mom was a University of Arkansas cheerleader. So I went to Arkansas and 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would have done differently. I just loved my sister. I always looked up to her and she was kind of my safe comfort space. And so I just followed her wherever she was going. I was going to go. I never even really wanted to go to college, but I was just like, I'm going to college. And so even that was kind of a weird time where I didn't really have a lot of like ownership over who I was. I really wanted to be in fashion. It was not like a super like fashion oriented school. I did start working in a local boutique though. That was like my fashion expression. And um, that was really how I ended up getting into social media and everything that I got into. But at this point, I am a tyrant to myself. I am like so mean to my body. I for this is when I the binging started and the workout is punishment mindset started. Because keep in mind, in high school, I was just a part of the team, so it wasn't as it was just like what I did. But in college, I had a little bit more autonomy over myself and my schedule. And then that was when it was just so full of self loathing and punishment and. I definitely think the people closest to me, like my roommates know, knew. And at this point, like I would say from high school to college, like my weight fluctuated, I would say anywhere from 10 to 15 to maybe 20 on the highest, um, from like where I was the lowest in high school, but that weight was so unrealistic. But I mean, for me, it was just, that was just like the absolute end of the world. Like there was so much shame in the fact that I could not maintain my body or I couldn't control my body or manipulate my body or force my body to look a certain way because I had been so praised and that was how I looked was a really big part of, you know, basically the most formative years of my life. And so, yeah, high school, I mean, college movement got really, really fucked up. And here's the thing I said, I'm going to take it one step further because the thing about me is that I'm a very tough person. I really do believe that I am. I'm a strong person. I am, I am a competitive person. I'm a high performer and I love that about myself in some aspects, but when it came to this, I was in an absolute, just the most resistance with my body and myself. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to add one more layer of stress to your life, Anna Grace. I'm going to find the most intense workout you could possibly do. This was like my junior year and my senior year. I'm going to join a CrossFit gym. What? Oh my God. Okay. So and I have no, there's no shade to CrossFit, but where I was at in my life, the intentionality piece for how I was utilizing these workouts was worst possible situation. Like I was doing the most intense workouts, the heaviest lifting. I just needed, you know, people to know that I was like strong and uh, I'm in shape and I work out. I mean, I don't know. I was not eating at all. And I remember this was when I had like my rock bottom moment. I had a couple rock bottoms. Unfortunately, they kept getting louder and louder until you guys know where that story goes. Okay. So I was doing CrossFit and I actually now have done a couple CrossFit workouts like recently and like reapproached it with a total different lens. And I like the thing about CrossFit is that it's a very, very strong community. And I think that's something I've always craved. It's probably why I've started AG University because I want to have my own community that's like more alignment with me. I don't have to join these like crazy workouts where I'm like lifting a million pounds, but also CrossFit, I'm really strong. Like I said that before, but like even my mom is, my sister is like, actually like I competed in CrossFit. I was a power lifter. Like I could front squat like 215 pounds. Like I was a strong, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not like a super huge person for like, so for my size and like weight category. I was really strong. So I was good at it. It's another thing. Like I was being praised for like this. So I don't even really know. I think I just like being part of the community and just knowing I was good at it. I'm not really sure. I got sucked into it for like two years, but I was in the worst possible place ever, like starving and then doing the most intense workouts, then going out on the weekends, getting drunk and binging. Like that was pretty much what my college looked like. So yay. So this is when I had a rock bottom. This was my senior year and I was living in an apartment with four girls and it was one of those little like 
pop-up looking apartments. Y'all know the ones that's like cardboard walls and you are divided into just four little sectors. I had like a little tiny room and you share a kitchen. You all have like four rooms, the four corners of the apartment. And I was in my bathroom and I was staring at myself. I was about to get in the bath and take a bath and I was staring at myself just completely naked. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I've never worked harder in my life to be in shape and, you know, to be this version of me who so desperately wanted to be, I guess, recognized or to feel worthy of love or, you know, to feel confident, whatever. I've never worked harder. I've never tried harder. I've never, you know, basically starved and worked out harder and I've never looked worse. And this really was, I, it, the starving thing, it was not working because then I would go on the weekends and be binging my body, be holding on to it for dear life because it was like, I don't know when she's going to feed me next. Makes perfect sense. So it's just very inflamed. I did not, it is, it was not a good look, but instead of, you know, now I would be kind and compassionate to myself. I was absolutely picking myself apart in the mirror, the worst negative inner self talk imaginable. And I remember getting into the bathtub and I was crying so hard, but I remember trying to not cry loudly, you know, when you're like crying so hard, but you don't want anyone to know that you're crying. I feel like that was kind of a theme for me. Like I definitely did not express any of this to anyone. My family included was not in therapy, did not have any real outlet, but I was crying so hard. And at this point I'm so it's my senior year. So I'm like 21 or 22. And I would say at this point in my life, I was definitely, I would identify as an atheist. And I prayed because, you know, I had my Catholic upbringing. It was still in there. And I said a prayer that I said, God, if you are listening, you know, if you can hear me, if you are real, if you can work through me or help me to heal myself, to heal this relationship, to heal this just absolute vicious thing inside of me that is just so ferocious. That's just consuming my thoughts. It was every thought that I had. If you can please help me, I swear, I swear to you, I promise I will do whatever you want me to do. I will do whatever it takes. If I can figure out how to heal my relationship with my body and myself, I will tell the world, I will tell anyone, I will scream from the rooftops. I will, I will literally stop people on the street and help them. Whoever needs me to help them, I will help them. I promise you. And I made that promise. When I was in the bathtub, this was when I was 22. So 21, 22, I don't know. I I really was. I was like, I will do whatever. Please help me. And that was my vow. And it's so interesting now because it's a big part of what I'm really here to do, which is help people free themselves from that you know, mental entrapment that we put ourselves in with our body and being in this arm wrestle because we really can't make any progress from that place of self-loathing. It doesn't matter what you do, what you're working out of. Your mindset is so just out of whack. You're going to just stay in that rat race until you have some of these awakenings that I have had and that I'm about to share with you. So that was like the backstory. Fast forward, I moved home, moved to Memphis. Um, post-graduation, I was working in retail back in Fayetteville in Arkansas, by the way. That was when I got the idea to start the blog. I was the um, director of marketing at a boutique and I was doing outreach for influencers. So I come home, I have started my blog. I'm living at home with my parents in Memphis for I think like 18 months before I moved to Nashville and really launched my styling career. But let me just go ahead and tell you that was my next phase of really knowing there was something, there was like something that I needed. I needed a platform. Like I knew that was like my, I do feel like my intuition was still there and in, in the big moments. I just think I had gotten really disconnected from myself and my body through all of this disordered eating and mentalities 
and just ultimately lack of faith. But I really, from then, from I would say 22 up until the 25, my mid 20 range where I had my near death experience and really turned things around, I was like, oh, perfect. I have a blog. And the most successful bloggers are the skinny high fashion ones. So for me, I need to be skinny. That equals success. That equals being worthy of being seen. That equals me being a successful influencer or whatever it was that I was striving for, which now is so backwards. And I'm actually so glad that social media, I feel like anybody can look any type of way and blow the hell up on social media. But when I first got into it, you know, I was following all of those high fashion, super skinny, y'all know the ones, the OG influencers that have been around forever. And I'm like, perfect. I'll just be skinnier. And then I'll get a following. Like that was literally how like just tormented my mind was. I would just like drink coffee, take vitamins and Adderall. And this was really my era where I was mean. I was mean because I'm sure all of my hormones, my adrenals were shot, everything. My body is like, I'm basically falling apart. So I did not like, oh my gosh, you guys, there's a hummingbird right outside my window right now. <gasps> oh, I feel like that's a sign. I don't know what the sign is, but maybe someone needed it. There was just a hummingbird flying right in front of my window. Okay. So anyways, I was just, y'all, y'all get it. I was down bad. I was down bad, bad, bad. And no surprise whenever I say, like, keep in mind when I moved to Nashville, like I was partying, I was drinking, I was in the entertainment industry, I was smoking, I was doing drugs, you name it, I was doing it all. Okay. On top of having this severe 10 year long eating disorder. So you know what happens? I get on the plane, da, 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 episode one, your death experience. I come back in. I'm like, I'm never taking any type of Adderall Vyvanse ever again. I have all these epiphanies. I realize God is real. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? What I've been doing with my life? <laughs> ah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. So when I moved into my house alone, that was when I really did. That was right. That was in 2019. So that was after all of these major life epiphanies. I'm living in this house. It's going into the pandemic. That's when I was like, I really want to get myself together. I want to get healthy. I want to get help. I realized I'm, you know, at this point I'm like, what, 26. I have no eating patterns. I have no idea how to take care of myself. I don't know what my hunger cues are. I don't know what my body wants. I am like so upside down. I don't even know which way is right or left. And I remembered finding Macy Fit, who you guys know, I was a bridesmaid in Macy's wedding, Macy Boyd. Now she's about to have a baby literally any second. Like, probably by the time this is out, she might have had a baby. I don't know. Um, but we've become really good friends at, from just doing a training program with her. But I found her on Instagram. I reached out to her. I was like, I want to work with you because she was like, I help women, you know, feel confident and, you know, all the things in their body and get them healthy. Da, da, da. I was like, I don't care. Sign me up. So I start working with Macy and she's actually shifted her program a lot now more into intuitive eating, but this was still a couple of years ago. So this was when everyone was tracking macros. Fuck, I, I y'all, I wanted to be healthy. So it, it was good. Here's the thing. That's what I'm going to say about macros. It was good because it got me eating more food versus I always thought to be skinny. I just had to starve and just tough it out, white knuckle it. It got me eating food. So I guess that was good and it served a purpose. I hated tracking things with a burning passion. It made me obsess more than I would get mad at myself if I didn't hit them correctly. So in some ways, even though I got off the Adderall and all the things and I was getting myself better, I still had such mass resistance there. And I was like, oh my God, this is so hard. I just don't feel like it should be this hard. And I had this vision of myself and I still have this vision in my head now. It's like me when I'm 40 telling people on stage, like there is an easier way. And I remembered having this like vision, like this prophecy that I kept seeing, like there is an easier way. And I was like, I know there's an easier way. Like this sucks. I remember going to Europe 
I went on a, a girl's trip to Europe and I brought a food scale with me. Bitch, what are you weighing in Europe? Okay. I'm, like you're in Europe, you're just going to live. And that was really, I had an aha moment. Austin and I went to Italy a few months ago and I didn't even think, I didn't even think about a calorie. I didn't think about food. I didn't think about anything. We walked our tails off. We were busy. I swear I came home lighter. I'm not even kidding. I didn't worry about anything. And I, I really had moments on that trip where I was just so grateful that I'm like, remember the last time you were in Europe, you were toting around a scale and a MyFitnessPal tracker and all these things. And here's the thing. If you do those things, I am not making fun of you. I just want you to know that I was delusional. I was out of my mind in the fact that I was trying to control and manipulate everything around me. So how did I go from macro mental entrapment enslavement to the diet culture to intuitive eating. So that was like my journey of like, I would say 27 and the pandemic. I was like, I, uh, that was when I was really, TikTok really helped me actually a lot. I was seeing all these videos, people talking about intuitive eating and like holistic health and all these things. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is like what I've been looking for. And I worked with a coach again, who, who taught more intuitive eating practices. I loved working with Macy. She helped me a ton. She got me moving and healthy, but then honestly, she was just like, I feel like you've kind of graduated from me. And I went on to work with this like intuitive eating women's coach. And I told her, like, I was like, you know, I'm a medium and all these things. And she was like, you are way too intuitive to be tracking. Like you have a very strong intuition and anyone listening to this podcast, you are an intuitive being. Okay. So she was like, you were way too intuitive to be tracking. Like, you know what you need. You know what your body wants. You just need to listen and to figure it out. And I was like, okay. And I just remember being like, so enamored by this thought process. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, this is what I've been looking for. This is the thing. But, but feeling so confused. Everyone's like, just intuitive eat. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? How do you start doing that? Like, tell me, I don't understand. But here's the thing. You really can't have someone else tell you how they intuitive eat because it's intuitive to them. It's very frustrating. So you guys see where this is going. So I knew from then I was going to start documenting things. So this was in 2020 until now. And that is one of the biggest pieces of our course curriculum that I am launching this semester. I've got two big launches this semester. And I started creating everything that I wish that I had had. It took me three years to figure out exactly how to be hundred percent in tune with my body, to know exactly what she was telling me, exactly what she was saying. And I'm frustrated that it took me that long because I think it could have been way, 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 way faster. I could have probably could have like figured this out lickety split in six months, but I just didn't have anyone to look to. And I felt like this intuitive eating movement was so new and just being connected to your body. There were, I didn't have any resources. And so I created all of the resources for every version of myself along the way. And that is what is our curriculum, which I will tell you guys more about towards the end of the story. Okay. So I'm like, how do I intuitively eat? Right. So the first step I did was I just, I just jump off the cliff. I really just said, I'm throwing away the food scales. I'm throwing away the tracker. I'm deleting the apps. I'm getting rid of all the tracking things. I stopped wearing my Apple watch. I was like, it's gotta go. I have to stop obsessing because when I went into the Akashic record, the imagery that they showed me was, okay, I want you guys to think about this. If you get a cut on your arm and that you get a gash on your arm. Okay. And it's cut. What do you do? Do you spit in it and yell at it every day and say, heal, heal, heal. Why aren't you healing? You stupid cut. Heal. No. You put a little Neosporin on it or some ointment and you give it a little kiss and you put a bandaid on it and you go on about your life. You know what's crazy? You know what happens? You look down one day and it's magically healed because the body is always trying to heal. The body naturally 
natural state is healing. So we are the ones that are creating the resistance, the yelling and the blah, 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 shaming with the body. So I just took a hundred steps back from everything. I was like, I'm going to stop obsessing. I'm going to stop body checking. I'm going to stop looking. I'm going to stop being a fucking weirdo and saying hateful things to myself. I remembered one night I was literally putting lotion all over my body. And I was like, I remember having this download, like, what if I just said nice things to myself while I put my lotion on my body? What if I just told my arms, like random parts, like your elbows, like random parts of the body? What if I just told them I love them? You know, I started really understanding that my body was trying to heal, but I was the one that was stopping it from healing. And so I started, that was when I was like really into like inner self-talk. And you know, this, this came in phases for me. It's because I was learning from zero to, I had no information to being highly, highly educated on the matter. Like, so it took me a lot of different phases and a lot of trial and error, but I'm going to give you guys as much as I can in this. So I remember thinking I'm going to stop tracking, doing all the things. I'm just going to let my body be. I'm going to just reconnect with my hunger cues. That was my first place. I was like, I'm just going to reconnect to my hunger cues. I'm just going to like, if my body is hungry, I'm going to eat and I'm going to just be intentional and just really, really, really focus on just like reconnecting because it's like anything. If you ignore your hunger cues for so long, they turn off. Your body is, a, it is a computer. It really is. It, it fires and wires and, and our thoughts and the way we treat ourselves. it does affect everything. And so that was my intention. I'm going to just let my body be. I'm not going to restrict any foods. I'm I'm not going to, I'm just going to eat and feel satisfied because I don't want to do this starve binge yo-yo thing that, that had got to go. And I was still like struggling with that when I was doing macros because I still felt deprived of things that I liked. Like I'm very, 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 this is what I've learned. I'm very connected to my, you can look at your human design chart and see what's your strongest sense. Mine is my taste. Mine is my strongest sense is my taste. And so like, even now, like I think about, like I connect with my taste buds before I eat and like, I know exactly what I want. Like it's, I'm very particular. So I think that's why none of that stuff ever worked for me. And it it could work for some people, like it could, but I just really like to know exactly what my body wants and what exactly what my body's craving because what it's craving on some levels, what my body needs. Like sometimes like I went through a phase where like I wanted spinach salad so badly. Like I just wanted, like, I couldn't stop eating spinach. I was like, oh my God, I'm just thinking about greens and like leafy crunchy stuff my iron level had gotten really low. Okay. So I didn't know that at the time, but I was like eating all these foods that were like rich in magnesium and iron, but I was craving them. Right. So like, I love to be in tune with my body like that. I love to be in tune with my body based off the, based off the seasons of the year. Like these certain plants grow at a certain time because our body actually needs them to get through the winter. Our body needs them. Like there is so much information that's going on between the universe, between the plants that are growing, the food that we eat, our body it is all connected. So I like to be in, in tune. I didn't want to be tracking macros and eating these like weird sugar-free things like that. That was not feeding my soul at all. You know what I mean? Like there's just a difference. So I said, whatever my body wants, and I don't care if it's key lime pie for breakfast, we're going to have that because I just needed to allow myself to take the restraint off, to take myself out of this chokehold. And I was in the pandemic. So I was like, this might've been right before. This was like 2019 going into 2020. This was like really when I was in my intuitive healing journey. I can't give you guys like the most specific timeline. You all know I'm not really that great with timelines, but um, I was just like taking the breaks off. I was walking. I was like getting really into like being gentle with myself and like reading and learning and everything. And I started meditating really big in this time. And I started meditating and really that was when I started communicating with myself and being like, okay, if this thought comes up, 
let's just sit with it. Let's just see why it's where it's coming from. And then I started kind of like unwiring and like unprogramming or deprogramming myself. I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say, where all these thoughts were coming from. And I really started doing a lot of like inner child healing and like going back to that little sweet ball of sunshine version of me and like telling her like, it's okay. You're beautiful. And I love you. And like, it's okay. Like, I was consoling every single version of myself because you guys, here's the thing. Your brain is a computer. It remembers everything. Even if you do not remember it, your subconscious mind never forgets. And you can communicate to your subconscious mind at any moment in time. Okay. Like it's basically time travel. You can rewrite your memories. You literally can. You can. And we do it all the time. Every time we access a story, like some different part of the story changes in our brain. You can rewrite your story. So no matter what has happened to you, no matter how fucked up something is, and I'm so sorry, and you did not deserve that. You can change the narrative. That's the empowering part of our brain, this neuroplasticity. Like it is very, very, very um, malleable. And to me, that was so empowering. I could sit with these thoughts and sit with myself. And I was like, I can rewrite a different story. I don't have to always live this life because it was, it was torture. It was absolute torture where I was and, you know, never wanting to travel or never wanting to, oh my gosh, I just like the hiding behind the layers. I mean, some of you guys might remember if you follow me for a long time, I used to wear like 47 scarves and sunglasses and all the things. It was like hiding, hiding, hiding. Anyways, dove off the cliff. You said to the window, to the wall, to the sweat drop down my balls. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And here's the thing. It was actually crazy because the moment that I took up all the restraints and the obsession, like I was suddenly like, kind of like, huh, I didn't even really gain any weight. I, I don't know. I wasn't weighing myself. That was another thing. I stopped. I this had the scales got to go. Everything got to go. But I just like took a million steps back and just like took a deep breath and was like, okay, here's the thing. Crazy. If you actually just eat some nutrient dense meals and feed your body some good things, you can have the bad things too. And I'm not going to need this. I'm not going to have this like insatiable need to like binge eat or, you know, all these things that I was like, so just like caught in this yo-yo. And I really started practicing like being intentional with my meals, sitting down, you know, doing the things that we all know we should do. It sometimes we don't, but it's okay. I was like compassionate with myself. I was very gentle with myself. That was when I really started all of the healing work, all the things that I've been teaching you guys. So it makes sense to me that this podcast just came along now because now I feel like it's been, you know what, almost four years of me documenting every single thing. And so I feel way more confident to speaking to it. I needed time to work through it on my own. And that brought me to more breakthroughs that I really started to trust myself. I, I started to relax into my body. I started to have fun and go out to eat and not worry about it. I never wanted to go to social events because I didn't want to have a drink or have this or eat a snack. And I wanted to eat my little routine meal. Like I started to just be like, you know what? What a waste of my life to do that, to allow food to control me in that way. See, that's the thing is that it had power over me and I did not want anything outside of me to have power over me. And we are we are sovereign creatures. You are in control of your life. Nothing outside of you should ever have power over you. That's that, that was an insert in this conversation, food, drugs, sex, alcohol, anything outside of you that you feel is taking control away from you or power away from you. That's why you're listening to this podcast and we're going to just freaking nip that in the bud. Okay. Because we are here to be we are here to be free, to be in our sovereignty, and to be powerful creators. And that is just my belief system to its core. Like that's that's why we're here. That's why we go through struggles. We learn these lessons so that we become stronger and we become more in touch with ourselves. And and sometimes it doesn't always go that way for people. But since you're listening to this podcast, it's gonna go your way. Okay. Like you're here and you're doing the things, it's gonna go your way. So I had a breakthrough, February 2021. I was driving on the interstate, and crazy things always happen to me when I'm driving. I always get super intuitive messages. It's almost like the road puts us in this like hypnotic state. 
And I always just feel super connected to my angels and my intuition. And I always like pray and speak a lot out loud whenever I'm driving just by myself. There's also something too about this like forward momentum that's actually happening in a car that actually kind of like initiates forward momentum in your life. That's been my experience and just something I've always felt. And I've had other intuitive friends say the same thing. So I had a breakthrough and it was the first time that I like really heard my intuition speak to me strongly and loudly. And I was like, I filmed it. I have this video. I filmed it. I don't know where it is at some point in this whole life project that I'm putting together. I will share the video, but I'm crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I finally feel like I've cracked the code. Like I finally feel like I can hear my intuition. Like I finally feel in my body, like, holy shit. Like, I just can't even believe this is happening. I can't believe it's taken me this long, but like, I'm so happy it's here. And like, I was just having like such a breakthrough moment after having so many rock bottom moments. Like I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like I, 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 I get it now. Like I, I can hear my intuition. I can like feel I, my guidance really, really, really strongly. And so that was the first time that, and at this point, you guys, I'm like, I'm into the Kashuk Records work that I'm in, and I've been doing now for I started that in 2020 as well. So it was kind of like a journey together with the Akashic Records. And so I realized in the Akashic Records, they're like, your intuition has been activated. Because I asked like, why did I have this massive breakthrough? And like your intuition has, intuition has been activated. And that is really interesting word. And you guys may have heard this. There are people on this planet, like just as there are locations that activate things inside of us. And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you can connect or relate. Like maybe I've said something that has really, I've seen people write in the comments, like they were also an atheist and they listen to my podcast and something that I said just resonated with them so well that it shifted their perspective. That's an activation. It means you have this information, this knowing that lies inside of you, but sometimes it's dormant. Sometimes it just doesn't have the appropriate attention or care or fostering. And you can actually get information from other people that activate this energy inside of you that makes you curious, that makes you go on this journey to look or to search. And I do think there are a lot of like certain podcasters, some people I'm not so sure about, but there are certain podcasters that really carry this activator energy. You know, like I feel like Huberman, he's really gotten people into taking care of their health. I don't listen to his podcast, but I'm just trying to like give you guys some examples, but there are people on this planet that are here to activate people's information inside of them. And it means like you've always had this willing and ableness to care for yourself or to love yourself, but someone needs to maybe show show the way or lead the way or tell a story. And then it really resonates with you. And you're like, oh my gosh, that just like hit something. And it, it the way that I see it, it, it triggers a remembrance inside of you. It's almost like your future self is like, yes, this is the thing. Like I remember that I am supposed to follow this message because before you come into this lifetime and your your soul chooses everything, like everything is kind of laid out, like a lot of the big things, the big pieces that you're supposed to awaken to. It's part of your life's work. It's part of your mission. What you're here to do creates this remembrance. So there's this activation piece. Well, something had happened inside of me and I had this massive activation and it was really beautiful and profound and I cried and all the things that it was not scary. It was very empowering. I felt very empowered. So I was like recognizing just how divine the connection was between my mind and my body and my spirit. And I really had these like super intense thoughts about like, oh my God, like I am so happy that I am Anna Grace. I'm so happy that I have this body. Like I would be so sad that if I just died today, because like this body is just like, our body just encompasses our spirit. That's it. It's just our body is here to protect us, to keep us safe and to love us. And I just had such an immense amount of gratitude that I'm like, oh my gosh, after everything I put my body through, it's just been hanging on. It's been fighting for me. It it, it basically sent me to heaven and back just to have these awakenings because it's like, bitch, you're not leaving, okay? You're not leaving this body, but you've got to turn it around. 
You've got to treat me better. You must, you have to, because you have other things that you need to do and you're here to teach people and to help them do the same. Okay. So you got to just figure it out and you got to quit it. That was really how, I mean, I've been smacked around. Okay. I've hit rock bottom, like the, the deepest, darkest bottom you can imagine. That is why I documented all this stuff and I knew that I was like, I have to create this course. Remember, I've made this promise to God. I'm like, I will help people. So help me, Jesus, whatever it takes, whatever they need me to say, I will say it. I will do it. I will dance monkey dance on stage for them, whatever they need me to do. I will just do it. I don't care. Use me as a conduit. So I started creating the last 18 months uh, intuitive eating course. It's taken me up until this this podcast coming out is the first day that it is available. And I used to use the words intuitive eating, but I guess through, you know, how people are, people are very sensitive online. And I guess that's even gotten kind of a negative connotation, some type of weird diet culture realm. I'm not sure. I like the term intuitive eating personally, but I was like, you know what? I want to create something that's my own, that's unique to me, that is special to Anna Grace, that is my own journey and my gifts and my power. And so I went into the Akashic Records, worked with my angels, and the term that came to me was intuition, activation, soul nourishment. And this is what I was shown. On a soul level, your soul just wants to be nourished. So if it is depleted, meaning you are not living in alignment, you're not doing the things that you were here to do. You are not feeling happiness. You are not, your soul feeds off of joy and all these other emotions. When it starts feeling so depleted and deprived, it turns to things like food, alcohol, sex, whatever it is, you name it, insert it because there was such a lack of pleasure or alignment or purpose. So we turn to these things outside of us. But really, in reality, it's not the thing outside of you. It's the fact that you have not healed something inside of you that is so desperately wanting to be healed or to be looked at or to be, to have attention or to be loved or to feel appreciated. Okay. That's all, that's all that's going on here. So it's really not that scary once you break it down like that. And so I recognized that I was like, okay, I don't want to call it intuitive eating this course because I'm also not a nutritionist and this is not a meal plan. This is not medical advice. No, 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 no. This is not any of that. This is about healing the relationship within yourself and healing the way that you look at yourself, healing, healing everything that you, like I said, you are so rooted in your intuition and your body that you know exactly what you need. You know exactly what you need. And that is freedom. That is freedom. You can go anywhere on the planet. You can be anywhere in any given time. I mean, you guys know me, I travel every five days. And there are so many times where I don't have the perfect setup or the perfect workout routine or the perfect whatever. But I know exactly what my body needs and I know exactly how to connect with my intuition. And so that when I had my intuition activated so intensely, that was what I was showing the Akashic Records. Like you have to help people activate their intuition. And so I present to you guys, Intuition Activation, Soul Nourishment. My course is available. It is live today. And it's like I said, it's part of my mission. It's part of my work here. And it's part of the promise that I made to the universe. I'm like, it's not even really about a course at this point. You guys, I just interrupted my own thought process because I, I was thinking, I, I just realized I'm giving you guys a discount code in this exact moment. Yep. I'm doing that. Um, so for this next month, I'm making this up on the fly. And if anything changes, I'll put it in the show notes. How about that? Because someone on the back end is like, integrates, why don't you run this up by us? But whatever, I'm going to make a code AG free. And that's going to get you $100 off the course. So for the people listening who are first come, first serve, um, I'll make it last at least for like a, the first month of this course being launched. You're going to get $100 off. And by the way, this is not an expensive course, okay? I, I am really keeping everything as um, affordable as possible. 
I have spent like, I've done those courses that are like $2,000 and I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that at all. This course is very, 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 very affordable. Um, but I also, I'm like, I just, in that moment interrupted my own thought process and was like, I want to just give them a code. So AG free. And that means like, I, I want to feel free. I want to feel free in my body. So, uh, I just remembered that and I decided I'm going to give you a code on the fly. So yeah, enjoy first people you get a hundred dollars off. Okay. So I want to tell you guys a little bit more there is more information too. You can click all the links in the show notes if you want to check out the course and everything. But essentially my approach is healing the root. So I use hypnotherapy and I really, I did all of this in the Akashic Records. They're guided meditations. <clears throat> it's a combination of giving you action steps and guided meditations and hypnotherapy practices for you to do. If you do this work and you take it seriously, you are going to change your life. Bottom line. If you do the work inside of this course, it is going to change everything in your life. It's going to change how you look at yourself. Every single bite of food that you put in your mouth, everything is going to change. And I know that this is powerful. I already know. There is an intuition activation meditation that's included in this course. And that is where I went into the Akashic Records and brought in this activator energy. The one that I'm talking about the day that I had the breakdown where I cried and was like, holy shit, it all makes sense. Oh my God, I finally hear my intuition. That is the practice. And you can do this meditation. It's 19 minutes, I think, maybe 20, I don't know, 18 to 20. It's not long. You have no excuses. If you do it every single day, you can do it as many times as you need. Your intuition will be firing off. So it, it's like, it's like I work with you and your guides. Okay. I call them in before I do the meditation and it's like, we're going to go in and that intuition, it's a muscle. Okay. It's like we go in and we dust it off. Okay. It's just like a little dusty, rusty. Maybe you haven't been listening to it or maybe you've been ignoring it. There's this intuition activation. If you did anything, it's a nine series video. I've been working on this course for a year. And, and I think with a hundred dollars off, you guys like $300. Okay. I mean, for me, honestly, that's really cheap. I, I actually should have priced this more, but I just want people to take the course. So I'm like, I don't even care. There was a time where I was like, should I just make it free? But then my guys were like, no, because this is actually what you need to do for work. So I was like, okay, fine. But here's the thing. This is jam packed with information. I teach you how to muscle test. I teach you how to like body test. I teach you physical ways to connect with your intuition. I teach you so many practices. I give you a pre-meal meditation. Let me see. I'll pull up the other stuff. I'll just like kind of read exactly what is on there. I give you like a little activity that helps you step away from tracking. That was such a big one for me of just like really loosening the grip. Um, so it, it's actually showing you the things that you should actually look for after eating a meal. Instead of tracking the calories, like do this activity instead. So um, there's a pre-meal alignment meditation that's super short. It's like two minutes right before you eat a meal. If you do this, it will shift you into the alignment, into the frequency of being in your intuitive knowing, okay? And it takes two minutes. Like I did this so easy and so fast. I teach you how to call in your intuition. I teach you how to create your own language with your body. And that's the thing. It's like, this is not about food at this point. This is teaching you how to create your own unique language with your body and to sit with yourself and get to the root of like, why? Why have I felt disconnected? So then you have your intuition activation, which is your meditation, which is, it's literally like magic. That's just what it is. I put a big thing in there. I'm like that audio. If you buy the course for that audio alone, I teach you how to anchor yourself. I teach you how to call in your higher self before a meal. I teach you every single, like an anchoring prayer. It's super important. Um, we do a lot of self-acceptance and self-love EFT tapping. So that's another part of healing this relationship with self and food. The more that we can love ourselves, the easier this whole journey becomes. And I know that's difficult for a lot of people because they're like, Anna Grace, I don't even know what to say to myself. That's fine. You're going to do this. You're going to turn on the video. You're going to do it with me and you're going to tap through all the pressure points. And I just do it for you. I do it with you. It's, I teach you how to feel safe in your body. I do a channel, the emotions of safety in this. That's another one. We Sometimes we eat out of needing to feel this void or we feel fearful or we feel scared. 
of being in a relationship. So we self-sabotage. So we eat because we don't know if we're worthy of a partner or we're so afraid we're going to have our heart broken. There's all these things, you guys, that are subconsciously running in the back of our mind. And it's crazy because we don't even know. So I did a I am safe in my body hypnotherapy. And I'm going to take you guys through. We do mirror magic. And I take you through another really powerful how you can speak to your body and actually start to shift the frequency that's going through your body and send the body love and healing by using these practices. And it is all like tapping, hypnotherapy, mirror magic. Um, I teach you how to clear out any confusion, any noise. I teach you how to channel the emotion of clarity. Um, And then lastly, there's a really powerful meditation that's removing energetic blocks. So there are going to be blocks that are going to come up and that you're going to be the only person that you can uncover them. And that is fine. I'm going to walk you through it every step of the way and I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. And I'm going to free you from any of those noisy chatter voices in your head that were like, oh my gosh, they're so confusing. I don't know. Is this actually my intuition or is this what my body needs? Those those are got to go. So um, we do a body blessing together. And then there is a conclusion piece as well. But that is everything that is in this intuition activation soul nourishment course. And it is a big part of what I'm here to do and to deliver it to you guys. And I just want you to know, even if you're maybe you're like, I'm not interested in buying the course, that's fine, whatever, send it to a friend, maybe someone who really needs some help. But ultimately, just knowing that if you can take anything away from this podcast, when if you are struggling with your body, with food, with weight, with negative self-talk, all the things, this, this whole segment is for you. The course could be for you, but maybe you're like, I don't know right now, whatever. You just need to realize that there is such a divine connection between your mind, body, spirit. Okay. My mind and my body, I think of us as like this little team and we have our own special language and we communicate and I know exactly what she needs. And that is such a huge part of this journey. And that's what this course is. That's why I'm not putting myself in a food specialist category because it's not, I'm getting to the root. I'm going steps further. I'm taking you to the root because you have to establish a connection. You have to have this respect for your body that I am not here to force my body, to manipulate my body. That's not what we're here to do. God did not make us these perfect whole little human beings and say, boop, you are going to track every calorie that you eat for the rest of your life. Like, no, 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 no. We have this divine guidance that's planted inside of us. And so the more that we can make time for ourselves to sit with ourselves, to listen to ourselves. That's all that that's literally the only piece that you're missing. And if you feel like for you that's really hard, then this course is perfect for you. Um, I put this code AG free, hundred dollars off. There's gonna be a hundred dollars off in the show notes. Um, I've never made a code before, so I just did that on the fly. So check the show notes, all the information will be there. And also I want you guys to stay in the loop in my newsletter. A lot of really good, powerful information goes out there. I'm gonna start putting more readings and channeled messages in the newsletter from the Akashic Records. So that is my part of my life story. (laughs) Thanks for being here. And um, thanks for listening. I think I cried like twice. I don't know. I'm I'm telling the editors to cut some of the crying (laughs) out. Um, But it's really, really very special to me that I can be in this role. And it's also very important to me that I am holding out my promise with the universe to help other people. So I am really, really proud of myself for finally getting to a place where I'm ready to teach and I'm ready to speak. And I can't wait to help people connect with themselves in really new and exciting ways. And that's really what the course is about. It's about connecting with your intuition in new and exciting ways. That is like the foundational kind of tagline, if I had to give it one of this course. It's it's a course connecting your intuition. We're just like, we're, we're I'm going in with you. I'm holding your hand and I'm diving in and we're going to pull out that intuition. We're going to dust her off and we're going to say, hey, we're activating you. Today is your day, sister. 
So I am just, I'm really excited for this to be on the world. And I'm, I'm already like so excited for the feedback from you guys for how much it's helped you and just how empowering it feels to feel in tune with your body and to know what your body wants and to love your body. And I'm just super honored that I am on this podcast now and that the universe is also working with me to bring my message. I said I would shout it from the rooftops and this is me shouting it from the rooftops and I will not stop shouting it from the rooftops because if I could help any one of you to avoid the pain and the suffering and the mental torment that I put myself through, then I've done my job and I could retire and just be happy as a mother freaking clam. So I love you guys. I know this is kind of an intense episode and there was definitely times where I started talking very loudly and fastly. I'm just very passionate. Okay. I'm not, I'm not yelling at you, but I also just want people to know there is an easier way and please do not take three years of tormenting yourself to figure out like I did, even though it was exactly what was meant to happen. And I'm glad that I could be the person to do this to help you get to where you need to go. So I'm glad that I had to go through this, this kind of dark, sad little valley and in hopes that it brings light to someone else's life. So that is my story. And I'm sure there's a million other caveats and things that could come from the story. So, you know, if you guys have questions, you can always submit them to at AG university podcast on Instagram that's a good place to send DMs there. And um, yeah, follow us there because I'm, I'm sharing a lot more of this information over there too. And that's all. Okay. I love you guys. Have the best day ever. And check the show notes for course information if this podcast episode spoke to you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye. As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.